Welcome to the Dirt Capsule Studio Podcast, a space for independent artists, creatives, and those pursuing uncommon goals where there's no instruction booklet for success. I'm Ben Jewell, and here's today's episode. Let's address a question that many of us have probably asked, but few have shared, and that is, why am I failing? Why am I not reaching the goals that I so desperately want to achieve? And I boiled it down to a few factors, but one of them is the fear of failing. And I had to overcome some issues, and I'm going to talk about three of them today, just so that I could fail like a pro. First, I'll make the case, and then I'll get into the three major roadblocks that I at least had to deal with in order to be a good failure, along with a personal message at the end. So stick around for that. And our story will begin today. In 1990, on a train ride from Manchester to London, Joanne decided it was time to lose the bilingual secretary job and pursue her dream of writing a novel. The book would take five years to complete. And during that time, she went through a lot of struggle, man. Her mother died. She had her first child, which is not a disaster, but it is a heavy burden, especially when it's in the midst of domestic abuse. She divorced and then became unemployed. She lived on welfare and even was homeless for a while. Depression set in and she got to the point where she was even suicidal. Failure after failure was plaguing her life, but after five years, she finished the book. Twelve publishers turned her down. Twelve more failures to add to the list, but finally on the 13th try, Bloomsburg Publishing agreed to publish the book Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. The opportunity awarded her a writer's grant to work on the sequel, Chamber of Secrets, of course, and by the time she finished that second book, Joanne, or J.K. Rowling as we know her, received a whopping $4,200 in royalties that was from the first run so she was still a struggling but then the u.s rights were auctioned off to the scholastic corporation for $105,000. this pulled her out of the red put her in the black put her in a better living situation and in 1999 warner brothers bought the rights to her first two novels for a reported one million dollars there you go so in 2008 At a Harvard University commencement address, J.K. Rowling said, ultimately, we all have to decide for ourselves what constitutes failure. But the world is quite eager to give you a set of criteria if you let it. So I think it fair to say that by any conventional measure, a mere seven years after my graduation day, I had failed on an epic scale, almost as if failure was not just a stepping stone for her, but the road she traveled to be successful. It is impossible to live without failing at something, she said, unless you live so cautiously that you might as well have not lived at all, in which case you have failed by default. And I love the fact that uh, JK defines that there's two types of failure here. There's good failure through action and risk and having some patience and bad failure by inaction, doing nothing. So this reframes, I hope, what failure is. And not all failure is created equal. Dennis Waitley, the author of Seeds of Greatness and Winner's Edge, puts it like this. Failure should be our teacher, 
not our undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It is a temporary detour, not a dead end. Failure is something we can avoid only by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. But he's only really half right, according to JK's theory, because we don't avoid failure by doing nothing. We fail backward by default when we avoid effort, when we avoid risk, when we live on impulse and try to get rich quick and get something for nothing and all of that. That's the type of failure that you should fear. If you pursue a worthy goal, you'll need courage. You'll need sacrifice to succeed. Winston Churchill said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And I noticed that he defines both success and failure as just brief mile markers on the journey to where? Success. And the courage to continue what? Good failure. Which brings us to the first issue to overcome, a goal without meaning or purpose. If all you want is to be rich, okay? And that's it. That's all I want. Well, that's a goal of a person who has two bucks, five numbers, and a Powerball pick. you got to remember what constitutes a bad failure. You need something more defined, and it's common to use the acronym SMART, S-M-A-R-T, to set goals. It needs to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, meaning it needs to be something that is in an area where you have some expertise and experience and some passion and a timeline that you need to achieve this goal by. That's what separates a dream from a goal. But I'd also like to add one more acronym, COW, C-O-W, controllable, open, and written down. Controllable in that you want your goal that leads to success to be based on factors that you control, not some whimsy or luck or, you know, one in a thousand chance. You don't want that, okay? You need to control the precise outcome of at least the goal, okay? The outcome will bring what it brings. It needs to be open with some exceptions, and we'll address what that is here in the third issue here in a minute. But you want to share it with people. You want to put it out into the world and maybe even form a team that can get behind you on your goal. And then you want to write it down. And I mean, hand write it down. Okay. Don't just type it in or say, no, I got it up here. Right. There's something magical about writing your smart goals down by hand. I can't explain it. Just do it. Just do it. It's worth it. I promise. So you're going to create a smart cow that embraces failure. I don't know if I'm selling this very well, but a single-minded goal with a passionate purpose sees adversity as an expected in-between place, right? Or as Winston Churchill put it, success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. It's ups and downs, man. That's what it is. And what the hell? We all like a roller coaster, right? <laughs> Except my wife. She hates roller coasters. The second issue is to overcome the need to, um, to be perfect, okay? This is a tough one for some of us. If you were raised in an environment where either one or both parents were self-indulgent and overcritical, you might have formed the need for attention and approval that manifests into this perfectionistic behavior or programming that draws attention to flaws. And that's all you can see at the cost of the benefits or value that can be gained. This is like 
someone who can only see the price tag, that's all they can focus on, even though the product is totally worth it. 80% is good enough. If you're a perfectionist, uh, it will be anyone else's 95, 98%. They'll think it's awesome. I've, I've struggled with this. I should have sought help on this one a long time ago. So what's that right there? Okay, that, that, what's that little thing that shouldn't be there. Did I mention that these cost me literally years of my life? Okay. The third and final issue that we need to overcome to become a pro failure is a negative or selfish circle of influence. And for some of us, the buck stops here. We're just not willing to bet hard enough on ourselves and go against those we care about. And when the time comes, let them go. If there are going to be negative influences in our lives, William Shakespeare claimed, a friend is one who knows who you are, understands where you've been, accepts what you have become, and still gently allows you to grow, which is weird because it doesn't really sound very Shakespearean, but remember when I told you that your goals should be open, but with exceptions? Here's where the challenge lies. When the wrong person is in your court, can you survive the insults, the judgments, and even, in J.K. Rowling's case, the abuse by those people who need to validate their own fears through your failure. Because on those days and in those moments, it will feel like bad failure. And hopefully now you know the difference. And I hope I made a case for good failure as a pure sign of effort. Effort, man. That's what leads to success. So again, Look to a source higher than yourself and find that smart cow. Handwrite it. Remember to always handwrite all your smart goals. Kill perfection. The price is too high for the return. It's a bad ROI. Get brutal with your circle of influence, especially those who stoke mediocrity, okay? You got to really be aware of that. And the special message that I promised here at the end is that you are not alone. I promise. I have the goal right now of doing this bi-weekly for the rest of the year. And trust me, there isn't a damn person alive who did anything great who hasn't struggled between those painful points of achievement. There will be days that you gotta fall nine times and get up 10, knowing you're going to have to face 11, 12, 13. And there will be days where you will arrive at a time and a place and you will know the goal has been met and you can smile and you can relish in that joy because you've reached a level of prosperity that grants enough courage to grasp the next opportunity to fail. But you'll fail forward to the next level and onward to success. And I, for one, will love and embrace it. And I hope you will too support these episodes on Patreon and on our merch store at DirtCapsulestudio.com. Thank you so much. I'm Ben Jewell, and I appreciate you being here. And until next time, know yourself better than you know anyone else. <laughs>